0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Feed Play, Love and Helpline. This is your opportunity to ask our expert any of the questions you might have about babies sleeping, toddler behaviour, a mixture of the two. Whatever your questions are, our expert today is baby sleep expert Joe Ryan. You can ask your questions in a number of ways. You can pop your question Below this live video if you're watching us via Facebook Live. If you're listening to us via the podcast, the best way is to email us at helpline at the And we also have a Facebook group so you can post your questions there. So lots of ways to ask questions. Joe Ryan, welcome. <laughs> Hello. Lovely to see your face. Um, now we have quite a few questions here, so let's get cracking with it. Our first one comes from Anita. She says, I wrote to you a couple of months ago regarding my 10-month-old boy who was fed to sleep and waking every 40 minutes. We have had some improvements. He now falls asleep on his own for day naps and nighttime, so thank you. Now, however, at night, (laughs) moving on, that was two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Now, however, at night, he will wake three hours after being put down and is very difficult to resettle. My husband has had some luck resettling him in his cot, but he is awake again within Half an hour. We have tried leaving him to cry for 30 minutes, but it wasn't working and was breaking my heart. He's about to turn Mm. one and is possibly in a leap. And one of those shrug emojis. Do you have any advice (laughs) for habit wakes? During the night, I'm moving away from feeding him and instead cuddling him when he continuously wakes and co-sleeping again so I can get some sleep.
1: Mm. Okay, so... Well done on getting to where you are because that was a big change. You know, things were quite tricky. Um, but I think, too, now it sounds like what she's doing is feeding back to sleep or picking up and cuddling him back to sleep in the night. So that, again, is sort of um, a sleep prop or a sleep association that means that he will become very dependent on that and expect that. So those wakes will continue if you can. You know if you're kind of offering something particularly like getting him out of the bed and rocking him to sleep in your arms or feeding very strong sleep association so he will just keep waking for that so i would really suggest that particularly because he's now nearly one um that he he doesn't need those feeds overnight and it is absolutely habit and sort of you know that's what he thinks he needs to go back to sleep So if you can really try to resettle him without those things, like in the cot, obviously he was really upset, pick him up and, yeah, give him a cuddle, but then back down and do that patting technique, you know, that we talked about I'm sure before, which is, um, you know, I mean, with being almost a one-year-old, he's not going to just lie there and let you pat him. You know, he's going to be rolling, he's going to be crying, he's going to be unhappy. Um, So just sort of soothe him in any way you can. So always be touching him. I'm not a huge fan of leaving babies to cry just because I find that, as you say, as Anita said, it's very distressing and also um, for both baby and parent. Plus, they get so upset that it's very hard to come. It takes a very long time to get them back down. And, and, you know, they often fall asleep, very kind of fractious because they're a bit beside themselves. So always just stay with him and just pat him. If he wants to sit up, you know, let him sit up, but then lie him back down. If he wants to roll, let him roll. Keep putting him back onto his tummy or his side or however he sleeps. Keep patting, patting, patting. And unfortunately, the first night, it will take a couple of hours, you know, because he's, he's older and that's what they've got in them in the middle of the night. But, you know, get yourself a chair, make sure you can sit comfortably beside the bed, the cot, keep padding. He, I promise you, he will always go back to sleep. He will. You just have to kind of outlast him, really. Um, and then once he's done that once, I say it's like a game of Survivor, you know, you've got to outlast, outwip, outplay sort of thing, you know. Um, he, um, once he's gone back to sleep once without being picked up and rocked in your arms or without being fed, things change very, very quickly. So just stick with it. Um, you'll have one hard night you know, and
0: then things should really start to dramatically improve. Yeah, good luck. And good luck. This next question comes from Caroline. She says, we finally toilet trained my nearly three-year-old daughter. We went to the store where she got to pick out some undies and at first she did really well. She was a bit hesitant about the poos, however, and after a few days and a lot of encouragement and sitting on the loo for 10 minutes at a time and reading books, I finally allowed her to put a nappy on as I knew it was common for them to hold on and become constipated. I also tried sitting her on the potty in front of the TV with no luck. So I would give her a nappy when she asked for one for poos and also overnight. About a week and a half into it, however, and the novelty wore off and she decided actually she would really rather full-time nappies. At first I told her she now needed to wear undies, but after a a week with no accidents, she had two in one day. She now asks for nappies every day. She'll still use the toilet if we encourage her, but doesn't go on her own accord. Should I leave it for a while or should we get rid of the nappies and make undies the only option? If this is the case, can we still use nappies overnight? If we get rid of the nappies, I'm worried she'll get constipated.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I would absolutely use nappies. You know, that's fine. I think you know, taking the pressure off a bit around toilet training is is a good idea. You know, um, you you need to let her do it in her own time and there's a reason why she's maybe regressed a little. Um, She might just be feeling a little anxious about it. You know, I mean, we don't know. Um, So I think taking the pressure off both her and you just by giving her the nappies if that's what she wants to do always offer the potty first but don't kind of force her or don't make a big deal about it you know if you want to do a poo do you want to sit on the potty you know or if you can see that she's going to do a poo because often they you know do signal that they're doing a poo (laughs) Um, do you want to go and sit on the potty or even the toilet you know you can kind of you know do something like that and if she says no that's okay. Put the put the nappy on or leave the nappy on. But I think, yeah, just giving her a break and taking the pressure off. And then sometimes they just will all of a sudden go, oh no, I want to use the loo, you know, so things will change. She will get there. She will get there. But, you know, I think pressuring kids um, you know, can can cause them to kind of, yeah, you know, hang on, regress, all those sorts of things. So it's better to just let her do it in her time. And and and, you know, just be supportive of that. Yeah, I know it's frustrating cuz you're like <laughs> you did it, now you're not doing it. But yeah. often these things happen. They lose, you know, they regress for whatever reason, you know.
0: Yeah, and at that age as well, you don't want to be setting up uh, opposition to them cuz toddlers really love pushing back too, totally. right? So totally, totally. That's
1: her that's them asserting their independence, which is for the first time they realize they can, you know. So um yeah, and, and, I mean, you can say things like, um, you know, always refer to yourself like, um, you know, I'd like you to try or, you know, would you, could you try, you know, if, if you want? But if she says no, don't, you know, don't force the issue, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, and, you know, reading stories, another really good way of changing behaviour or if things don't sort of progress after a while is you know, making sort of social stories. So writing if she likes to read stories on the potty, you know, making a little story about her who's this amazing child who does poos in the toilet, you know, and you can just make a you know, five-page story, pictures of her, do it out on your computer and then she can read that, you know, even when she's not sitting on the potty but before she goes to bed or during the day and sometimes those things really help to change behaviour.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The next question comes from Kirsten. She says, our three-year-old and four-months is really proving testing. His befa- behaviour ebbs mm. and flows, but the nose and throwing and hitting his little sibling, I guess throwing things at his little sibling, um, can be a lot. We have tried all sorts and tried to lead with the it's okay to be frustrated, sad, angry, but we do not hit in our family. Any guidance for this period would be welcome. <laughs> um, you know, have a stiff drink at the end of the day
1: (laughs) no i mean toddlers are as we just talked about really designed to push us you know that's that well they're designed to assert themselves and again so learning to say no is or being able to say no and understanding that they can do those sorts of things and also behavioral there's a lot going on for a three-year-old particularly around that um age, you know, and having a new sibling in the house also causes, you know, a lot of kind of can cause behavioural regressions and behavioural changes just because their little world is totally changed. Um, But it sounds like, you know, you're doing all the right thing, acknowledging that he's upset, angry, frustrated, sad, you know, I can see you're upset, I can see you're angry, but we don't hit, we don't throw, you know, um, natural consequences. So if he throws, throwing his toy, that toy gets removed, you know, so he can actually understand the ramifications of or the consequences of his behaviour, you know. Um, uh, also sort of comforting the baby first rather than going to the child, rather than sort of scolding him He's hitting the child, you go to the baby, oh, are you okay? I can see that hurts you. You know, it kind of, you know, sometimes toddlers kind of can see that as, oh, you know, what I'm doing. It kind of links the, you know, the chain as to what they're doing is causing an effect, you know. Um, Things like that can help. Um, But, you know, I mean, there's not really you know, a a magic kind of solution, unfortunately, to behavioural stuff like this, Um, he he will get better. It will get better. But, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep reinforcing those, you know, we don't hit, we don't throw. You know, I see, that. you know, naming what he's doing, naming what he's feeling and how it affects you. I don't like it. Like not, you know, refer to yourself in the first person. I don't like it. It makes me sad when you do that, you know, um those sorts of things as well can really help. Mm. yeah.
0: We've got another question here about three-year-old sons. (laughs) This is from Jenna. (laughs) My three-year-old son gets into these frustrated moods. For example, when he hurts himself or can't do something, he will look at me and I can see the rage. He will run over to me and bite or scratch me. Words don't work. He needs to come out of it on his own. I explain that I can see he's frustrated and how can mummy help, but he doesn't hear me. Any advice on how to manage these moods? Mm. um look three-year-old boys
1: obviously there's something going on right (laughs) at that age too (laughs) yes um there is talk that they do get you know some sort of uh, testosterone influx around that age or something I don't know if that's actually correct but that's there is definitely something going on you know whether it be just frustration Whether it be just that's what boys, their brains are doing at that age, you know, and they sort of become, they can become a bit more aggressive and there's a bit more hitting and that sort of thing. Um, But it also sounds to me like he's very frustrated, you know, the biting is a classic kind of frustration behaviour of not being able to verbalise what he's feeling, you know. So I think what you're doing all sounds right. Um, You know, again, you know, if he wants to kind of hit something, you know, maybe in his bedroom, give him a a little sort of pillow or something that he can actually just go and hit, you know. It's very good to get those frustrations out. And hitting is incredibly satisfying, hitting something, you know, to to get it out. Not, not a person, obviously, but hitting, you know, a pillow or a punching bag, you know, when you, is is very frustrating. Mm. So, you know, you could maybe give him, you know, something, you know, that he could, I don't know, his pillow or some sort of thing that he could just feel that he wanted if he wants to get, if he's very frustrated. But naming things again is really good. I can see you're frustrated. I'm here for you. I don't like it when you hit me. I don't want you to hit me. It hurts me, you know. Mm. Um know those sorts of things just reinforcing um but yeah finding maybe some other outlet that he can you know take his frustrations out on you unfortunately as the mother you know we are always the kind of brunt of that stuff as well because they Mm. they're frustrated and you know and it does change as they be as they are much more able to verbalise how they're feeling. That's why naming and saying, I can see you're angry, I can see you're frustrated, I can see you're sad, names, they're like, oh, they can start to kind of put the word with the feeling. Mm. It does help.
0: And I totally Mm. feel for you, Jenna, because not that you want to hear this, but my seven-year-old had a doozy of a tantrum the other day and I was like, I know that seven-year-olds can still have tantrums, but I was just so shocked and I knew that all I could do was sit there beside him I mm. couldn't calm him down he was pretty good he's like I am furious <laughs> and I, was like, I can see you're Great. angry and yeah. I just sat and waited and waited and waited and I knew that mm. I wouldn't be able to talk to him about it until he was calm but definitely saying what they're feeling I've noticed with both my boy and my girl when they were small actually naming it as you've just said Joe it was incredible um, you can see you can see the rage in their eyes and then when you say i can see you're angry it definitely goes down a notch doesn't mean they'll yeah. stop but yeah. i've definitely noticed that that fear that comes with a big tantrum or the anger mm. that comes with a big tantrum mm. in their eyes it definitely goes down a notch when you name it for them totally and i think too they get so they get so far
1: one way that they don't really know how to come back from it mm-hmm. and then they get a little bit almost embarrassed or a bit kind of like you know so they so just being with them exactly like you did Shiv just sitting beside them you know comforting him in some way whether it be touching him if you can or just soothing him with your voice you know you know is, is the way to go never remove yourself from that you know because that's they need to know that you're there and you know
0: yeah and have faith in yourself Jenna because I reckon that's probably one of the hardest things I find is when you're sitting there and you just want to calm the storm calm the farm Mm. as I've said to him but um you can't do anything but it is that just being, trusting yourself that you're there and that even if it's not making a difference or you can't see it making a difference, it is for them that, mm. you know, you don't actually necess- one thing I've learned about children, you don't see results straight away. <laughs> even when you know you're doing no. something, that's the right thing. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, enough of the tantrums. Good luck with that. Um, I hope yes. that, you know, it gets better. It does get better as they get older, even though mine had one the other day. Uh, this question comes uh-huh. from Emily on Facebook. She says, I've been having trouble with my three-month-old sleep. He has regularly been sleeping five to six hours overnight, but lately I'm lucky to get three hours. He sleeps better if he's been busy during the day, but is this the restful kind of sleep he needs? I understand if they're overtired, they can wake frequently as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. So you know, your baby's only three months. So what sort of sounds, what can happen is those first, you know, few months can be sort of really good for some babies and they do lots of great sleeping and then they start to wake up a little bit and their sleep cycles change. So they start to sleep differently in the day as they do tonight and then things can, you know, go a bit pear-shaped. They can start to wake up, which is actually kind of normal for a three-month-old, you know, And they're growing a lot. There's a lot going on. So definitely being overtired can absolutely um, affect the way they sleep at night. Um, And I know um, some babies who, when they're very young, they can sort of cope by not sleeping much in the day and then they'll crash at night. But that will start to flip, you know, as they get to a certain age. And the more tired they are will really then start to affect the way they sleep at night. So they do need definitely... Uh, you know, at three months, three to four day naps of a decent, like, you know, he would need about four to five hours of sleep in the day, you know, um, and then go to bed at a reasonable hour. And, you know, at three months, two breastfeeds overnight is not unreasonable. It's, it's very normal. So, you know, probably four hourly wakes, you know, overnight um would be the way to go so I just really look at the day naps making sure that he's not up for more than an hour and a half you know which is when they start to get tired and when they're overtired obviously it's much more difficult to get them to go to sleep so often you kind of go oh they don't want they don't want to sleep so I'll just won't you know I'll keep him up I'll keep him up I'll keep him up and then you know he might crash at bedtime but then he'll wake sort of frequently after that because he'll be a bit you know um, quite jump yeah a bit wired exactly yeah. exactly so yeah they're the things I would look at make sure he's not up for more than an hour and a half in the day that he's getting nice big full feeds and that he's going to bed at a reasonable hour and two feeds overnight if that's what he's needing is perfectly reasonable
0: yeah this question comes from Mel she says my 19 month old has started weeing while standing up when I put him in the bath Two nights in a row now. Could this be an early sign that he's beginning to understand toileting? I have begun going to the toilet, number ones, while he's in the bath so he can see what his mummy does. He seems to smile at me when I do this and just observes and takes it all in. Is this helpful? And are there any other helpful ways we can ease into toilet training whilst being mindful he's still very young? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is very young and, you know, standing up and weaning in the toilet might just be him needing to do a wee and thinking this is, you know, easy. And look how fun it is. (laughs) Um, So you could maybe bring a potty into the bathroom and, you know, maybe before he gets in the bath you know, sit him on it. Or even if he wants to stand up and wee, you know, get a little stool and let him wee into the toilet maybe, you know, um, try that, you know, those sorts of things. But, yeah, I mean, just little things. But don't get too hung up on it, I think, because he is very young. And often, you know, and but you know, you going to the loo while he's, you know, so he can see you. That's great, you know. They like they need to see that this is this is what we do, um, so they're not freaked out. Why are you seeing me on this toilet? You know, um, yeah. But I think just gently, gently, little things, and you know, you never know. It might it might happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, mm. probably ha- asking to wee before he gets in the toilet <laughs> in the bath if you can. But you know, sometimes you can't avoid that
0: oh i know my kids did it all the time um this is a question from carrie she says up until the last couple of weeks i was able to put my seven month old to bed awake most of the time he self-settles but he usually only sleeps for about an hour or two uh or an hour for his two day naps now as Mm -hmm. soon as i put him in the cot to sleep he screams this doesn't stop and he gets really distressed if i don't pick him up Once I pick him up at night, he'll settle back to sleep fairly quickly, but through the day, he just wants to play. It's taking me sometimes an hour to rock him to sleep for a day nap, and then he still only sleeps for about 40 minutes. Mm. What happened to his great self-settling? He's (laughs) breastfed and seems to be feeding fine. Nothing else in his routine has changed, though we have started trying solid foods these past three weeks. He's only trying tiny bits, though, so I don't think this is causing tummy upsets or anything. I'm just so confused.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, you know, it is confusing, but this is a signal that he's, he's telling you that something's changed for him and something's not working, okay? So that's when we need to kind of look at the routine and maybe adjust things slightly. Um, like, you know, is he up too long in the day, you know, because there is a little regression around six months because there's a lot of stuff going on developmentally. Often they're, cha- they're moving more, they're rolling, they might start sitting up. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. So um, uh, it can cause a few sleep disturbances. Um, So just look at how long he's awake during the day. Really try not to pick him up and rock him to sleep in your arms because that will become around six months, these kind of sleep associations become really cemented really quickly and that will affect the way he sleeps negatively in the day. If he falls asleep in your arms and not in his bed, he's definitely only going to sleep one sleep cycle, 30 to 45 minutes. Um which can then lead to him being much more tired at night, being tricky to go to bed at night, and then starting to wake more at night. The kick-on effect is that he will wake, you know, more frequently at night. And then what will happen is you'll start feeding him at night or picking him up and rocking him to sleep because, you know, there's no other way and he wants that because that's what he knows. And then this, they can start to wake, you know, every couple of hours you know and you're back to this you know horrible waking all the time so just be mindful of how long he's awake at six months he shouldn't be awake for more than two hours at a time ish um try to pop him down in his cot give him 30 seconds then start to settle him in his cot by maybe rolling him onto his side and patting him or if he likes to sleep on his tummy now on that way whatever whatever way he likes to to sleep um Pick him up and cuddle him if he's very distressed, but back down. You know, it's really important that he falls asleep in his bed, not on you. Um, So keep doing that. It'll take a couple of days. First day will be tough. Second day will be much better. And then because we know he's done it before, you know, he was asleep, a self-settler, that it will come back. Uh, But we've just got to show him, yes, you can do it. This is how we do it. Yeah. And good luck.
0: Good luck. Yes. I think we've got time for maybe one more question. This is Mm -hmm. from Cherie. She says, my baby has just turned one and we're still breastfeeding alongside his solid foods. For the past six weeks or so, he's been waking frequently through the night wanting a breastfeed. I wouldn't mind giving an extra nighttime top up now and then if he needs it. But this is happening many times each night, starting from 12 midnight, then 2am, then 4am and then Mm -hmm. 6am when we finally get up for the day. He refuses a dummy or bottle of water, and if I try to sit and soothe him without feeding, he just starts standing up in the cot and getting more and more worked up till I cave in and pop him on the boob. He's not taking full feeds at these times, just a short, strong feed on one breast, which seems to put him back to sleep. I'm considering weaning him off all night feeds, but where do I begin now that he's old enough to really demand what he wants? My husband works night shifts as a nurse, so he's really home through the nights to help me with this. And I'm really struggling because hubby needs his sleep through the day, obviously, but I'm totally exhausted doing it on my own. Help. Mm. That's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is tough because it would be helpful
1: to have a little bit of help during the night. So maybe you could plan it so that when your husband is on some days off or something, you could, you know, start, you know, uh, because by the end of, you know, if he's got three or four days off, you know, it might be done. So, again, just, uh, you know, feeding overnight, particularly for a child of, you know, his age, um, will really cause a, a strong sleep association. And they do start to wake two hourly. And after midnight is, is there, but prior to midnight, he's in deep sleep. That's why he's not waking. He he's coming out of that around midnight. And going into dream sleep, which means they're much more wakeful, they move, you know, and every couple of hours is when they often have a big sort of change, one and a half to two hours. So that's why he's waking it like that. So I'd really recommend dropping the night feed. He doesn't need it for nutrition. It's absolutely about habit. And I know it's, you know, you like you try to settle them and they get toddlers are, you know, 12 months are toddlers, you know, they stand up, they protest, they yell, you know, just stay with him, keep trying to lie him down. If he if he wants to stand and have a yell, just be there with him and try to soothe him, you know, and pop him down, pat him, rub his back, rub his head, do whatever it takes for him to go back to sleep and to you to survive that couple of hours that it will take, particularly around midnight. But I promise you, he will always go back to sleep, okay? It's just a matter of time. So like I said previously, Get yourself a chair, set the room up before you even put put him to bed to make sure that you can go in there and you can sit beside him because you can't lean into a cot for two hours. You are going to give up because your back's going to break and hurt. So, you know, pat, pat, soothe, soothe. Lean in and give him a cuddle into the cot rather than picking him up and cuddling him. You know, if he's standing up, lean in, give him a cuddle. Lie down now, sweetheart. Just repeat the same thing. It's sleepy time now. Sleepy time, you know, and just keep padding and padding and padding and he will go back to sleep. And once you've gotten through that first night, things will improve dramatically, I promise you. But just it's better to just stick with it, take your phone with you, listen to some music, play some that white noise, do something to help you, okay, and always be prepared for worst-case scenario because I think it's better to think, oh, it's going to take me two hours rather than, oh, he's going to take me 10 minutes. And when you're in there, so when you're in there for half an hour, you're like, oh, God, this is torture, you know, then, you know, it's much, it's worse if you start and you do it for an hour, or an hour and a half, and then you cave in and feed because he's just sort of, he's going, oh, she will feed me, but I've got to wait, you know. So he'll keep protesting, protesting, protesting if he thinks there's any possibility of a, of the boob. So if you can just take it off the table Say there is no more boob overnight. We're just—I'm just, just going to settle you. Then they're like, "Okay, there's no point in waking."
0: Yeah, that's the—that's the the pain point, isn't it? After an hour, and you're like, "Oh," but you just can't. I know it is a pain up. point. So yeah, so I was like, you
1: know, I put on loud white noise as well, so because then you don't have to like shh shh, shh for two hours, which sort of sends yes, bit crazy. It or does. Sing twinkle twinkle, fifty times in a row. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and just make sure that you're ready to do it, okay? Mm. You're just like, right, from tonight I'm just going to see it through. And they always go back to sleep at midnight, always, you know. Mm. Two hours is generally the maximum. There are the odd babies over the years I've had, but only a handful that have gone over two hours. So that's kind of the standard. So if it's coming up to two hours, I always kind of ramp up the padding, you know, we know he's going to be getting tired, okay? Just hang in there. You can do it
0: yeah and um I will before we leave just plug your um program that's on babyology's parent school because there's um Joe's put together a sleep program that sets out how correct me if I'm wrong Joe <laughs> jump in at any point no. <laughs> uh, and that that just gives you a guideline because I don't know about anyone else, but I was never really told how to get my baby to sleep. And if you can put some simple practices in like what Joe's been talking about, I mean, the thing is having done this for a long time, myself listening to your advice, Joe and the other experts, it's not rocket science, but you manage to cut through all the noise that we emotionally have in our heads when we're trying to get our own babies to sleep. So that's why I think your program's great so oh, we'll put, thank you put links in the notes of this episode if you want to check that out joe thank you so much for answering all the questions today You're welcome. Uh, and also apart from the program joe also is one of our experts at babyology's parent school there'll be links to where you can book a one-on-one session with her we will be back next week joe thanks so much for your time feed play love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me